0: hello how's everyone doing today welcome to a brand new episode of raw and uncut i am dan castiglione and today i have one of my really good friends guest co-hosting with me his name is joe bailey
1: hello i i need to get my energy up to match your level you're so excited right now
0: oh you know it's just um it's 20 episodes later and you just like you know, you walk in the door and I'm like, hey, what's up? How's it going? And now I'm just like, the, the, the intro music comes on. And I'm like, yes, let's go.
1: <laughs> I was thinking it was like because we're on the verge of a new presidency tomorrow. So that was why I was really like, I was feeling your energy around that. But I can also understand that if I had my own hype music. <laughs> I would be continually hyped as well. So this is new hype
0: music. So last, oh, okay. So the last, the last, <laughs> the last. The, so this episode and last episode you, is new. Do do
1: you do you get new hype music for every season of the show? Is that the plan?
0: No, it's just because the last hype music, um, my old co-host, picked it, and so we got rid of everything that she. Oh, did. Oh,
1: this is like full. Uh, can I say Rosie O'Donnell, Elizabeth Hasselbeck on the View moment?
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a total rebrand. Great.
1: You know? Fantastic. Like, you know, Love season
0: it. one of Drag Race to like season 13.
1: I've never watched an episode of Drag Race. Oh my God. I one. mean, admittedly, I've watched them. All right, let me back up. I have never proactively watched an episode of Drag Race simply because I, I don't have, I didn't have cable and I don't mm-hmm. have it. And, and so I've watched it when we've like watched it when we're at our friends' apartments. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't I don't watch it but I know what we're talking about I can I can I can fake it till I make it yeah. which is also the story of my dating life so okay. it's great well yeah I mean <laughs>
0: well uh you're the worst gay I've ever heard of so that's okay. so I should go now okay great. so the doors over there Sassy will see you out now um fantastic <laughs> but yeah so as Joe mentioned we are on the verge of a new presidency that tomorrow the 40th tomorrow the day that this is gonna be published. Um, the forty sixth president of the United States, Joe R. Far Biden, will be sworn in, and hopefully things will get back to normal.
1: Um, we can all. I mean, do you feel it? I feel the energy. I feel Thank it. You. I feel it changing.
0: I am like, I am so excited. I feel like this year alone, and it's literally the nineteenth of the month. Yeah, has been a year in itself.
1: Wild, absolutely like, wild, and it's also been. I was thinking about this the other day. It's also been this like roller coaster of emotions for everyone, like as a nation, of course. However, to think about where you were on that Saturday when they announced that he was officially oh president God, yes. elect, right? Mm-hmm. I was in LA. I literally because you know, I live here in New York so I you know could just like roll out of my front door and normally just be in the middle of like a crowd Everything, dancing in yeah. the street I literally got into my rental car and I was driving through like, I was staying in Santa Monica I was driving Santa Monica Pacific Palisades Beverly I was driving to like every far off like portion of LA or town until uh-huh. I finally ended up in West Hollywood which is where you know we as homosexual Americans congregate yes. um and everyone was dancing in the street and and living this amazing just like the Todrick was like doing baton twirls and flag twirls literally directly across the street from me. It was wild. And then you, you know, and then here we are It's the beginning of January and you have the other side and the insurrection that occurred last week and, yeah. and all the hostility funneling back. And, and no, now we're again another evening before, you know, the dawn of a new era, a new presidency. Um, I was about to say a new hope, but I hope Star Wars doesn't sue you. Um, <laughs> George tried
0: to take my money before. It's fine.
1: It's great. We love <laughs> George, as in George Lucas, or George as in the person you had a date with last week?
0: George as in Lucas.
1: Okay, fantastic. Mm. I just want to be sure we're on the same page. Um, He paid
0: me $5. Yeah. So
1: Hey, got to get that sugar daddy. (laughs) Um, So it's just been a roller coaster of emotion, right? And so it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow ultimately goes. It'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, really excited, but also have like a little bit of holding my breath anticipation as well. Um, And then off we go from there.
0: Exactly let's get into zesty topics okay yes
1: (laughs) so so (laughs) zesty topics ready so
0: as we were mentioning um joe biden is going to be the president tomorrow it's inauguration day yay we're gonna have the first female vice president in the history of the country
1: the first female black asian american
0: yes vice president that's very yes that's very true so and that's a fucking amazing that's just such a huge step when my when, when we found out that joe biden won the presidency i actually texted my niece and i was like i'm so happy that she's 16 yeah. i was like i'm so happy that you get to grow up in the time uh, and see you got to grow up and see a female vice president because i think you know what i actually just got my excuse me, my vogue today and it's kamala harris is on the cover
1: that cover is getting a lot of controversy It
0: did, and i don't understand you know what i get it but i don't because that's her
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you over make her up and make her so avant garde Vogue, you've gone too far and that's not who she is. But then if you also have her in this in what she's currently wearing, which are like pantsuits and the things that she's normally in. I mean, that also doesn't really scream Vogue. So poor I mean, poor Anna Wintour is probably walking a very fine line. And you and I both know coming from our fashion backgrounds, like Mm -hmm. sometimes it is a very fine line. So I do think they probably could have pushed it a little bit further with the the pantsuit ensemble that was occurring yeah. for her, um, but I, I think they did the, the you know the best job they could given what it, who it is they're trying to project. Yeah, out Yeah, like if
0: you look at like Hillary Clinton, who's been on the cover of Vogue, I think twice, she always had a nice little a tasteful pantsuit on. Agreed. Like it, it, you know it just it just and you know what?
1: Agreed. I think it was the it was the fact that she looks washed out. I think that was also the the other part. It was less the outfit and more what they did with her coloring.
0: Yeah, it was very strange. But, yeah, unfortunately, that's just what magazine covers do. And uh, maybe we'll and hopefully we'll work on changing that.
1: Maybe this will be another part of the era of change that we're going to see with the Biden-Harris administration.
0: That's a hope. I mean, you know a big, uh, what the big—I'm what actually really, like, anticipating. So my biggest problem was when Trump got— um, elected. Mm-hmm. He um, there are people. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He li- he doesn't care about. He he likes LGBT people. He doesn't. He's not against the gays. I actually like, and I still to this day. I he's a, he's a New Yorker, born and bred. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard for someone who grew up in New York who lives here to to be homophobic. For sure. Um, but you know what? He he still ran on that platform.
1: Agreed. And then he made a very. Desperate plea at the end through Tiffany to try to get us all back.
0: Yeah, and he did a lot of shitty things to to appease his base mm-hmm. to uh, to undermine the LGBT community LGBTQ com- community. Um, and I, I stand by that statement. Anyone wants to check me for it? I do. Um, right. I think a lot of his attacks in the LGBT and gay com- LGBTQ gay community. Was because of his base and the Re- Republican Party platform. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's not forget, they didn't change the party platform the, uh, from the 2016 election to the 2020 election. It still says they're anti-gay marriage. For sure. And Mike Pence, as we all know... Hates the gays
1: well and they've rolled back So many policies that were Put into that were put into play under the Obama administration
0: so one of the things That they're going to be doing um, Is uh, the new Biden Biden administration is going to be doing Is they're going to um, reverse The trans military ban Mm -hmm. On day one
1: Thank goodness
0: right That I think is great and actually the new His new defense secretary that's Going to be nominated that is nominated Is going to be sworn in in the senate he uh, he was like yeah of course yeah. like why not and like along that what a lot of people don't know either is the trump administration rolled back protections against lgbt people and hiv positive people um and they made it very they made it harder for people who are in the military who are hiv positive and taking medicine than taking their um antivirals every day mm-hmm. to get those medicine to get that medicine so and uh, so basically um the insurance that you have while you're in the military doesn't cover it. Really? Yeah. I, so it's, that's also something else that Biden is rolling back on day one.
1: Well, I think the, the, the figure that always stands out to me is that half or, or I think it's half of LGBTQ plus Americans are living in states where they don't have civil rights. That can even protect them from losing a job.
0: Well, yeah, no, well, and so that's
1: and, and and then when you go even like further down that road, it's just
0: well, in the, well, job we actually got that was the, what the Supreme Court ruling was in June. That was the we can't get fired for being gay. Correct. However, we can get evicted living in New Jersey, living in New York. Correct. You can get evicted and you can be denied housing for being gay. I'm not sure Correct. about New York City because it's different. They have different housing laws. Right. But in living in New Jersey, in New York State, you can be denied housing and loans and sale of a home, for sure. renting a home for being gay, which is something that we need to work on, obviously still.
1: But I, I appreciate the fact that you know I think one of the other policies that I that I saw within um, within his first 100 days is also going to be around the protections of families, yes, and being able to form them, which is also super important, especially um, Dan, not to make you have to admit it, but we're both getting older. Uh, yeah. And having to make some decisions. And, Very you know, and, and, you know, I think about all the time, what does make what does starting a family look like if it's just me versus me with a partner? And so to think about the fact that there will be opportunities available for me to be able to do that is really exciting.
0: Well, so you know, I agree. And we talked about this on the show last last spring. Um, And what Biden is going what the Biden administration is planning on reversing in that executive order that he's going to sign is. Uh, the Trump administration is in a federal lawsuit that allows adoption agencies to decline adoption to LGBT same-sex couples. Yes. So they're going to stop that lawsuit. Pull out. There's no need for it. Yes. Like why we need that? They're also he, they're also going to protect LGBTQ youth in schools, which is I think an amazing thing. Um, as I meant as every the listeners know, I have a 16 year old niece who's very involved in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very like. The kids these days, I say it all the time. The kids these days, the kids these days in school are very open. It's not like when we grew up, like when we were like made. I would, I was made fun of for being gay in school, like I wasn't out, but like uh, I was teased. Nowadays, the kids who do that are the assholes. The bullies are like used to be like cool kids, you know? Yeah. Like now they're the dicks, and they don't have any tolerance for it. In my niece's school district, where I actually went to school, they actually do. 100% A hundred percent honor the child's sexual, gender identity, mm-hmm. because I think we all know that if you're a listener to this show, you're pretty educated. I would like to say for sure you know that if you're have gen any sort of gender dysmorphia, that happens at a very young age. It be it happens before we know we're gay, mm-hmm. and so I think so these kids. Need that type of security and know what that is, and I think this with this new Biden administration, I think we're gonna see a lot more acceptance around that.
1: Agreed, and I think you know, w- uh, back to the conversation we we're having around the Civil Rights Act and the mm-hmm. fact that they're going to reenact it, um, and and roll and put the protections back in that Trump had initially tried to roll back. Um, they're also going to expand it to include transgender and non-binary. So yeah. we're going to be seeing it across. All fronts. We're going to be seeing it in the workplace. We're going to be seeing it in so many places. And he also just appointed a transgender woman to his cabinet. This yeah. is this is the most diverse cabinet in the history of the United States of America. And Uncle Joe just loves the gays.
0: He does. He do. So a few facts about that. So in 2012, Joe Biden was the first and the highest-ranking public official to publicly support the Marriage Equality Act mm-hmm. and gay rights before Obama publicly said it. Yes. Um. So he loves the homos, Joe. Because he knows he wouldn't be anywhere without him, and he. And so he also. So going back to the first transgender woman, first he uh, he nominated the first transgender woman serving as the fe- serving in federal office, and she's going to be the first trans person to Correct. be confirmed by the Senate. Her name is Dr. Rachel Levine, and she's going to be the Assistant Health Secretary. Correct.
1: Thinking about the people that I wronged, mm. there is a person mm. who, when I a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, mm. um was working in fashion PR, and my intern and I were roommates, um, came to live with us because she was kicked out of our apartment, she was friends with with my with Sarah, my roommate. Mm-hmm. She came to live with us. She was a complete disaster. Like, getting annihilated, getting lost in the building, ringing doorbells, sleeping on random people's couches. Like, it was uh, a disaster. Also, I do have the tea on Hilaria Baldwin before she was Hilaria, because I met her in that building before she was Hilaria. Give me a whole nother episode and I'll give you the world. Anyway, um, it, this person kept like getting lost in the in the building, okay. like calling like and ringing doorbells and falling asleep. So basically, we had to ask her to leave, and it was like a giant like as you can imagine. We're in our twenties, like our our go to is like the hills and Gossip Girl. So there's like a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure she brought enforcers. Long story short, she. <laughs> she brought like two enforcers that I was like hit me it's a hate crime like things like things I'd yell for like at her when we were like having a fight it was ridiculous um anyway (laughs) I say some really you know this but I can say some really like direct and pointed things and this is me being kind um anyway she um she now I walked out of you're go- You'll are going. you fall out I walked out of my Like my apartment Okay So I live like And you've been to my place But when you get off the elevator It's like directly to the left Of the elevator So I like I walked out of my front door And standing by the elevator Was th- the figure of this woman Masked now Because again Global pandemic Basically in a hazmat suit Uh uh-huh. It's The person that we threw out Of our apartment All those years ago Who now lives Three apartments away yeah you better believe I like I used to be comfortable living in my building and like leaving my door unlocked because it's like a, it's a secure building so like yeah, I was yeah, yeah. oh I lock the door I fort Knox it I've actually called Joe Biden to send the National <laughs> Guard in to protect it like when you think about the list of de- like dead bodies at my feet and people that like I've wronged like that satanic thing like actually now my house may burn down tonight so I'm gonna go home it's gonna be text me tomorrow to check in on me I, I will. I will. thank you Ow.
0: Oh yeah. Like This you, is a rebrand. It's a total fucking rebrand. Hello, Joe, let's get to work. Um <laughs> But Yes, on it. <laughs> let's but like do, do you remember watching the um conventions this summer and just watching yes. the Democratic one? It was just all about Joe, who Joe is and like Yes. And then they then the next week was the Republican convention. It was like Donald Trump lives the law and no, order. No, no fuck your mother fuck your wife fuck your children i wanted a police state <laughs> joe biden just like i love you give me a hug
1: full transparency i did not watch the republican conventions oh, because I didn't, watch I didn't care and everything you're saying is everything we've known to be true for the last 4 years yes but it was, it
0: was just like like literally wa- so what i'm getting at is watching the democratic convention it was just like yeah. joe biden oh my god i've always loved joe i Literally used to have a crush on Joe. I think Joe Biden is a very attractive man. I mean, yeah, he's about eighty, but
1: well, that is your age range. Uh, older,
0: money, um,
1: <laughs> one foot. Never mind. I'm not going to say it.
0: Um, but Joe, I, I, he is. There is nothing. There is no comparison. I am sorry. These right wingers, these Trump people, want to say you- all this shit. I love Joe Biden. I think he's one of the Best, like, watch him in the past ten years.
1: Do, do, you know what I think is is probably the moment that you know he's set apart from what we currently have? Mm-hmm. I think about the situation with Hunter Biden. Oh God. Yeah. And I think about, um, as a father, what that must be like to have lost your wife, and then to have lost, you know, and and have had to raise two sons and this and your si- daughter.
0: Lost his wife and daughter in the same accident, yes. mm-hmm. and then
1: also to then have to raise two sons to show them what it's like to be men that -hmm. it's okay to have feelings to show them what it's like to work to do the commute that he did from Delaware to keep his sons as whole as he possibly could and then to also the guilt he must feel from what from the disease that Hunter suffers from yeah and then to then go into the business dealings that he's seen with all of that being said Joe Biden, I firmly believe, would still hold his son accountable. I think so, too. And that tells you the type of man that he is.
0: I 100% agree with that. I think Joe Biden, as I I mentioned, is a stand-up guy. I don't think there's anyone like him. Um, And I truly, like, the same way I did four years ago, I hope for the best in our country. I think the best, I think, were what Kimberly Guilfoyle said at the Republican National C- Convention. The best is yet to come! I think it's coming. I think she was premonishing something. I think we're coming. Uh.
1: <laughs> <coughs> yes. I mean, not right now.
0: No, not right now, but I think...
1: This is not that type of show. No,
0: but I think it's coming.
1: For sure. It's
0: definitely coming. hundred. A hundred. Well, within that, uh, as we know, Joe Biden wants to help our community and yes, even more like e- help our community and make sure our civil rights and our voices are heard as LGBTQ people as gay men. Um, he wants to make sure that we'll have a happy life just as much as everyone else will. So that leads us into our next sexy topic. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um I've chatted with him a few times on the scruff. But really yeah this is like a few this is i
1: mean i'm not i I don't know why i have such a uh a sound of surprise in my voice why you
0: act like i'm some ugly troll
1: if the shoe fits i'm just kidding i am just kidding um no
0: i uh, yeah but he used to live in new york like when i first moved back up. really yeah oh so if you haven't heard matthew camp he is very big in the gay community. Um, he is super fucking hot. He used to be a go-go boy in New York City. Now he is some crazy Instagram influencer and crazy in a good way because he's pretty sane. Um, ripped fucking body. Huge dick. Nice butt. Um, does this does another podcast and he owns the clothing company Daddy Couture. He is also friends with the Rebecca Moore.
1: He is a self-starter. He is. I He's is he is an entrepreneur sure definition he of. Mm-hmm.
0: He has a, mm.
1: Do you want to take a moment of silence for whatever it is that's going through that head of yours right now? Oh, we're good. Okay,
0: But if you haven't heard <laughs> on January 14th of this past Saturday, Thursday, Saturday, something like that, he his house burned down in the Hudson Valley. Yes. In Poughkeepsie.
1: Well, it didn't just burn down. It was lit on fire. Lit
0: on fire by an arsonist.
1: By an arsonist
0: now police at this point don't know if it was a hate crime or not matthew camp released a statement saying that it was a hate crime on he posted a he posted it on instagram today which is january 19th saying that and i quote here on january 14th 2021 an arsonist poured gasoline on the front porch of my home and set it on fire in an apparent hate crime i was asleep inside i'm alive to face this person One day, but everything I have, everything I've ever owned, is gone. Shared the story because queer people are still under attack all over the world. Our voices will not be silenced. He started a GoFundMe, um, which to this date has raised seventy-eight thousand dollars, but the goal was sixty. Okay. So he's eighteen thousand dollars over his um over his goal. Great. Which is great. A little bit background on the home. Uh, So the home was built in 1900, and it was known locally in Poughkeepsie as the Halloween House, partly because of its gothic Adams family style appearance and partly because of its connection to the Church of Satan. It was previously owned by a high profile Church of Satan member. He was also a priest of the Church of Satan named Joe Netherworld Mandillo, who filled it with spooky paraphernalia. That is
1: quite a middle name.
0: Right? Right filled it with spooky paraphernalia and allowed the local community to visit over Halloween. He also kept a hearse in the driveway. However, Manilo died in January 2020. So, knowing that, knowing that, what well, we know, and this tar- house was a big part of the Church of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, by the way. No offense to anyone a member of the Church of Satan. I'm not really a sat- Satanic person. Um,
1: Just when you send the little devil emojis out on the apps.
0: That just means I'm horny. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, um, if you want to practice, uh, practice whatever religion you want to practice. So do you think this is so, Joe? Do you think this is a hate crime against gays or do you think this is a religious hate crime against The Church of Satan. Either way, is it a hate crime, or is this person just a lunatic? Well,
1: did you see the news about the SATs today? I know you're probably thinking this is the weirdest segue ever. It is the weirdest segue, but yes, I did. Okay, so they've announced they're no longer doing essays, and they're also no longer doing subject tests. Yes. My response to this is, like, C or D, not enough information given. We're only, you know, 24 to 72 hours out from it occurring. The story breaking. The story breaking. breaking, right? And you know, to your point of, he has called it an apparent hate crime. I think apparent is a, is a very key word. I do, too. The arsonist that is seen in the video, you can't make out a face. They're in an all-white, puffy hazmat outfit hazmat suit. Yeah. which I mean, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're all wearing hazmat suits.
0: I, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. But if you're somewhere like Poughkeepsie, New York, if upstate New York, in the middle of the fucking mountains, you're not wearing a hazmat suit. Half those people don't even wear masks.
1: I mean, that's fair. <gasps> Touche. Um. Anyway, so thank you for killing my joke. You're welcome. Um. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're all wearing hazmat suits. Um. <laughs> and, and 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 honestly, you know, an investigation really hasn't happened yet. So I think yeah. it's too soon to call it. But I think both, given the sensitivity of the world that we're in today, uh-huh. are very viable options for what could have happened. I agree. I do think I do think that I'm. So one of the one of the things that Um, I've been doing in my spare time is I've been working on this group um, that's a a group formed with the idea of anti-racism and and we talk about after we get the anti-racism portion of the group off the ground and the series behind it that we want to put out we then want to move into you know homophobia has no home here and and those places Um, the group is called racism has no home here Um, and so after we after we launch racism has no home here and we want to expand to homophobia has no home here we think about how do you have those educational conversations how do you how do you um, begin to enlighten people on what it means to have a person of homosexual or transgender orientation in your life? And what we're thinking about as we're thinking about these things is it's still ever present, right? Agree. Okay. And so you can't rule it out because especially now with what's been happening with you know the police brutality and the murders of Black people across America and the hate crimes that we've seen on members of the homosexual community and Mm -hmm. the lgbtq plus community throughout the course of the last god centuries Mm -hmm. you can't rule it out yeah but then also we as we talked about at the start of this podcast with the insurrection and the religious zealots and trump cultists that we have running around the world um and not around the world because again pandemic in america no one's running anywhere i'm trying to be factual dan you told me to fact check myself i'm fact checking myself live on air i did um the the other side to it is it could also be a religious extremist because we have those in this country and this accept is, it or not. That's
0: very true. And this is a community where they live that people know that they're the church of Satan is based there. Um, it could be, it could be either way. Like we have, we have a lot of nut jobs on, and I'm not saying on either side, I'm saying we have nut jobs that would go back to your point. We have nut jobs that are homophobic. We have nut jobs that are um, anti, I don't know what the name for anti, what do you Satan think? Is. You know, He's a popular guy. I feel like people, like, know who he
1: is, right?
0: Like, if he was my neighbor, I knew he was there.
1: I admittedly didn't know who he was until I saw him in our friend DJ's stories. So I appreciate your point that he's very popular within our culture. I guess I just must be living under a rock.
0: A little bit. I'm Pretty sure you might be. so anyway, do I think that the Matthew campfire was homophobic? Probably. Do I think it had connections to the home to the Church of Satan? Maybe the guy's been the guy who owned the house has been dead for a year. You had a year to burn it on fire. I don't
1: know. do you feel as though it's less about the person who lived in the house and more about the rituals that could have occurred in the house. Mm. And that could see that's where I go, right? Like I think it's less about the person and more about the fact that it stood for a symbol of Satan, which is why someone may have wanted to burn it down
0: It could be. It could be. I think we need more information.
1: Right. Or, I mean, there is also the third solution. And? All of the above. Because oh. if you're a completely religious zealot mm-hmm. that has a uh, very successful entrepreneur of the homosexual persuasion mm-hmm. living in it, where... Um, acts of sex that you don't agree with are occurring and other things. Mm-hmm. Plus satanic rituals were carried out. They're like potentially sacrificing a virgin. But
0: is Matthew Campus sa- Satanist?
1: No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's all of the above. So I'm saying like you had the Satan thing that occurred, like yeah. the Satanist portion of it. And then you had a, a man, a gay man by the house. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a complete religious zealot, yeah. you're thinking I don't stand for homosexuality and the acts that, it, that ensue with this person and I don't stand for Satanism. So you know what I'm going to do? Burn down the entire effigy. Burn of, this bitch down. Burn the house. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, the mm-hmm. house of evil was burnt to the ground. May her soul rest in peace, but that in was definitely opinion. what she was thinking. I think so. I've also thought that for every breakup I've ever had. Oh god, you're a sad guy. Um, so... <laughs> Matthew. I think I, I think I have a re- regularly healthy and rosy outlook on life. Um, I'm just also a realist. Okay. And direct uh, and fiery.
0: Fiery. Uh, so, grinder, uh, grinder. Matthew Camp, wish you the best. Hopefully, we we, do. Hopefully, we figure this mystery out soon. Um, and I
1: hope they catch the person.
0: Of course, obviously, you know what? No one. What a have, piece of trash. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a rational fear of getting your house burned down. Like, hello. This is like my, uh, you know? Uh,
1: Yes. That was a lot. Yes. Yes, I agree. I completely 100% agree. Just imagine if your
0: home gets burnt down.
1: Well, it's my home in Manhattan and 50,000 other people that live in my building, for sure. That's true.
0: But me, it's me and her. With that being said. Fantastic. We're gonna take a quick little breaky poo. Here we and go. We will be right back with the topic of the week. <laughs> Hello, and we're back. Um, so the topic of the week. Um, so it g- g- got me some thinking from last week, right? So last week we talked about when Mark was in the show. We talked about straight guys in quotes okay like have you ever hooked up with straight guy and all of that that goes along with it it got me thinking a little bit more like married men like so married guys that are married straight guys straight guys quotes that are married to women okay it still exists that they hook up with men i know i have hooked up with married men before I know you have.
1: Um I'm going to. I, I mean, the question is like hooked up, dated, or fallen in love with.
0: Yeah. Yes. I f-
1: I fall into the f- I I fall into the third category. Oh, yeah. Do tell. Um. Oh. Okay. I. Floor is mine. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um. It was. I met him on Scruff. Mm. Um, I was going to be traveling to, uh, the area of the country where he lived. So I was doing one of those travel moments, mm-hmm. um, found him there. Um, and we like hit it off. We FaceTimed a couple of times. So at the time he had a work phone, um, not just a, like, like the homeboy phone and then like the bat phone So he had his or that th- main, yeah. main phone. Yeah. So he had the, he had the burner phone from work. Um, And so we had, like, we were texting and we were uh, FaceTiming and there were, um, it was like the thrill of someone being interested just because of the fact that, like, it was new and, like, someone actually had taken interest in it. And as you know, like, dating in the city is rough. You, like, you you play the game of, like, by date three, am I supposed to be going home with you? Like, what if I never see you? Anyway, all these things go through your head when you're dating in the city. It's absolutely tragic. People are, are... jerks so I had someone last week cancel on me on Saturday claiming they'd been exposed to covid follow up the when we rescheduled the first date for Wednesday claiming they were unavailable due to having a 100 degree fever and then I saw them on a date the next night because they lived in my neighborhood and I was out to dinner so like men are the worst well that's
0: what happened to me so that's so today actually stop i'm talking to this guy on grinder this afternoon and he's like yeah, i'm looking for more of like uh like dates and i'm like yeah okay sure let's go on a date like he's cute he's attractive right we're talking exchange numbers right we're talking set up set up a date set up a date for tomorrow like date okay. time place okay he's like do you have an instagram I'm like yeah here you've been on my instagram it's my instagram recently
1: is you, I mean, you went off and then you came back.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and I rebranded ar- and I archived like every single a redan. I redand, and I archived like every picture. As soon as I got my Instagram, he like stopped talking to me. He added me on Instagram, and I was like, what, like the like, silence It's
1: because it's because men are also very vain. It's like the worst. I was
0: like, what, like, and that also got me thinking, like, am I, I like an ugly fuck? <laughs>
1: I'm like, I know you're I'm not. not. So, Men suck. Throw rocks at them. Uh, yeah.
0: So it so I get what you're saying. Like someone's yes. interested. I get it. So go yes. on.
1: So um so I was going I was going through through some things in my personal life and um basically when I let him know what was happening, I was actually going on dates with someone else at the time.
0: Okay.
1: Um who lived in the city and was single and available. Mm-hmm. And that person basically told me to go pound sand when I told them what was happening. <laughs> And he like stepped out of a work meeting, called me, things were great. And next thing I knew, I was on a flight to where he lived. And we were having this like torrid moment where he finished maybe seven times in three hours. So um, I've now just told way too much that glass of wine has taken me. Thank no, you No, this is perfect. Um, And then it, it proceeded to go on. Um, we met up in a few different cities. Right. And then ultimately, when I was getting ready to end it, he, I said like what's happening here and he told me he was in love with me and it like you know it was all of those things and then cut to I went on vacation I was in mexico I received an email in my inbox I, I was unfollowed on instagram email in my inbox after I had spoken to him entering the resort and I was going on a solo vacation by myself okay um and I guess his his wife knew about someone else of the male persuasion where this had occurred. Um
0: wait so the wife knew that he was talking to th-
1: the um, wife sorry, okay, go ahead. Yes, ask your question.
0: So let's recap for a quick second. Yes. So you were talking to this this married man. You met him on Scruff. Yes. You something happened with the coworker?
1: Uh, something happened with me with the coworker that caused me to want to like get out of the city for a hot
0: minute. Yes, okay. So then you went to you went down to Mexico. Or no, you. No, so,
1: I went to the state in which he lived.
0: So you went to the state in which he lived, and then you guys yes. had met up. Yes. So then you were meeting up in other cities throughout the country.
1: He told how, me he loved me. He
0: told you he loved you. How long was that going on for?
1: That was from uh, start to Mexico about four and a half to five months.
0: Okay, so about let's call it five months.
1: Okay. So five
0: months you were dating. You were seeing this guy. You were flying around having sex with him. Crazy, uh, amazing in bed, falling in love, great. So great in bed. He was, and so you were. You falling in love with him, or he was falling in love with you?
1: Um, I used to tell myself it was a mix of both. I think now, in retrospect, the attention that I provided to him—that maybe he was not necessarily getting in other aspects of his life—was like a thing for him.
0: So, but he. So then he told you that he was falling in love with you.
1: He told me that he told me he loved me first.
0: Okay, so this is when you're getting into the resort in Mexico.
1: I was in Chicago with him live, um, and then when uh, two weeks later, when I or th- two and a half weeks later, when I was, oh my god, no! It actually may have been a month later because there was a time period on Instagram. Sorry, where he was sending me messages, and mm-hmm. he was on vacation with the family in Mexico, telling them, telling me how he wanted to be with me. Oh. He was in Mexico. He was in another city. I'm just saying Mexico because that's the first thing coming to my mind. But anyway, he was in another foreign country, like a Caribbean island, with just the wife messaging me from the hotel room about how he was thinking about me, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, long story short, I'm not the only one. Uh, she didn't, she never knew about me until the last year. She knew about someone else because he accidentally outed himself.
0: Okay, questions now. Yes. More questions. Yes. So. Did he have kids? Yes. How many?
1: More than 1 less than 3.
0: So we had 2 children? Yes. Okay, and how Allegedly. Old, and how old were they?
1: Um, oh my god, I can't even remember now. Young? I mean, uh, d- grade school age.
0: Okay. Okay, so come on. So I'm just taking notes for myself. I oh,
1: this is great. I can't wait. Um, so anyway, so I got to Mexico. I received this email that she must have said something because it was around the time she had found out about the first guy that this had happened with. It triggered him. He needed to end it, so on and so forth. It then began a very toxic, I would say, year to a year and a half cycle. So you weren't the first guy? I was not the first guy. Oh, boy. They went through, like, there was some things that happened there. Um, I will say that I also never fooled myself into thinking that he was leaving, but there were definitely moments where I had hoped for it. Um, Just because he, like, was all of the things that I thought I had ever wanted. Anyway, the bright side of Mexico and what had happened was it actually helped advance my story, because I was by myself, I scared the poor masseuse who was trying to give me a massage because I was just sobbing on the massage table. And I was like, I can't. I can't finish. I have to go. And she's like, I did it too hard? And I was like, no.
0: Wait, you can't finish on the massage table? No,
1: like the actual massage itself. Dan, it was, uh, I was at the St. Regis. Like, chill. Well, I don't know what you do in Mexico. I went to the same. Have we met? I was at the St. Regis. <laughs> in a suite by myself with a beautiful sinking, sinking tub, soaking tub. Anyway. Um, and like a balcony. It was gorgeous. Highly recommend St. Regis Puntamita. Everyone should go. I'll put it on my list. Fantastic. Marriott, you can send me my points now okay. um, <laughs> for this plug. So um, I realized that he had so many things that were holding him back, whether it was society, like from a society perspective, from at home perspective, the one thing I had holding me back was the last person in my life I had to tell that I was gay was my dad. Okay. So I did that from Mexico, and I came out to him, and it was and it went very very well. Um, we can leave my father issues for another, t- another conversation another day. But it went very well, and so it allowed me, I will say, to realize where my faults lied and to advance the plot for myself okay. into a place where I'm now able to accept healthy and loving relationships. Good. Um, but yeah, it also did create though after that another year and a half of like the cycle of i love you i want to be with you we can just be friends it was very all-consuming. all
0: consuming wait so let's
1: we do- no longer speak
0: let's so let's do a recap okay okay how long ago was this
1: the sexual and love components of this relationship From,
0: like first time meeting to now
1: well i'm i'm going to i'll give you the the full timeline so in totality okay it was a total of about five years. From- uh, I'm gonna strike that from the record. It was definitely one to, no, yeah, it was been about five years since, since we met.
0: Since since you guys met. Okay, so how long was the relationship then?
1: Uh, the relationship portion of it was probably for about a year. A year. Okay. Year and a half.
0: So and then so when you went to Mexico, the wife. But
1: I will say sorry. We we tried to maintain a friendship. And a platonic relationship after that.
0: Yeah, no, that doesn't work.
1: Um, it did for a little while. And and then it didn't when she found out about me. All right. So the
0: wife found out about Joe
1: and she wrote you a... Yeah, st- do you want to know how she found out? It's so dumb. And it was honestly like nothing salacious. Okay. I had had an incident occur in Switzerland last year. You where I had to have your st- pants in Switzerland. I had to have stitches in my foot. <laughs> because a shower broke on me. For people who are just listening, I'm a big, like I'm a lot of fun. And I also am like a giant klutz. So I closed the shower door, it shattered on me, I had to go get stitches. I sent a photo of my stitches being removed on my couch by my father Okay. in my apartment in Manhattan to him. That's all it said. And she found that picture and basically went wild and was like, who is this? Who is this person? Net-net, he was leaving the country for an undisclosed amount of time, more than one week, less than four weeks, um, to another country to go on a work training. And so while I was left wondering whether or not the wife was going to find out about me or, like, reach out to me or contact me or go crazy like she did on the first person, he was on – uh, I found out after he got back that he was on the apps in the country he was in.
0: And when he was supposed to be with you. Was this, so this was before or after the wife had even After the through. wife found out. So
1: basically he left and was like, lay low, don't do anything stupid. The, if she contacts you, don't say anything, blah, 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 whatever. And while I was like left in fear of like, oh my God, the, the wife is going to go wild on me like she did on the first guy. Instead... Nothing really happened there, and he was in a foreign country on the grinder. He was probably one of those stats you saw.
0: Maybe. So, this is after.
1: That was February of this year.
0: Jesus. So, February
1: 2020,
0: you mean? Yeah. Because it's
1: 2021. Oh, yeah, go uh, Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> February of last year. February of last okay.
0: year. <laughs> Um, okay, so February 2020, and then
1: Oh, it all blurs together. And then
0: so uh, did you hear from him from like during the pandemic when we were on lockdown? Can you give us an idea of the region of the country that he lived in? You don't have to say the state, but what region of the country that he lived in?
1: Um, he lived closer to the south. Um, he So are we talking about
0: south, like in the middle of the country or south? South the east?
1: in the middle South Middle East of the country.
0: Okay, so he's like a middle eastern middle eastern. A Midwestern kind guy, guy, would you say?
1: No, he's like an East Coaster that lives in a Southern state. Oh.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> so... Yes? He's a Southerner. Sure. Is his wife a Confederate as well?
1: No. They're not Confederates. They're Democrats. Mm, that's what they all say. She may or may not be a lesbian. There's so many things that I could say that I'm trying to like be very good and coy about. Is she a lesbian? I don't Did you
0: look her up? So she sent you this email, so this scathing ass email. Right?
1: I mean, to be clear, I may or may not occasionally still look them up now because you know sometimes you have to reopen that word. Yeah,
0: like who does do that? Social
1: media one oh one.
0: So so she sent me this email. He's in so last February you saw him, he's in whatever countries and he's on the apps. How yes. do you feel about that?
1: Um we had a very open and honest conversation. So I did not know that he was on the apps until after he got back and told me that he had gone on the apps, and um, and also talked about like you know what had happened with her finding out, so on and so forth. Um, how did I feel about him being on it? I was, I was more upset because even after we had ended the sexual portion and the romantic portion of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was left having to hold the bag for that time period that he was gone mm-hmm. while he was off trying to find whatever fun that he could, okay. which I mean, again, he told me at the time that they were not in an open relationship. I don't necessarily know if I believe that now. Um, but what I do know is that like, I stand firm in the fact that he told me he loved me and that like, I mean, I could pull up the email right now because I it on my laptop and read it to you all. Um, but like, That he claimed that, like, oh, he said all of those things for attention, so on and so forth. So how did I feel about it? I felt like I was left having to hold the bag and be accountable for his actions, not knowing when the shoe was going to drop. And I then when he got back and we were talking about it, I felt the need to, as a friend, counsel him on, like, right versus wrong. Yeah. But I will say, um, now that I've been in a lot of therapy thanks to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't – his life is not mine to – choose like what direction it goes like it's not
0: so I have a few questions for you okay hit me right so did you feel any did you feel any guilt towards the woman when she when she emailed you did you feel any guilt did you feel like so she never
1: she never emailed me but yes I felt guilt then she found out she emailed the last one she emailed the one before me but
0: then who emailed you Him. he did he did ending it ending it so did but did you feel bad for her like at all or were you just living your life and trying to get your rocks off
1: um if you were asking me at the time, mm-hmm. no, which sounds very callous to say. However, because I it doesn't. I was under the impression that he loved me, so no. Now in retrospect, yes. What
0: about the kids? Do you feel? Did you feel bad? Do you think about the kids like at all?
1: I did. I thought about. Well, I yes. I I thought about all of them in general because, like, let's say that the lesbian angle is true for her and that the homosexual <laughs> angle is true for him. Well,
0: it, it, apparently, it's true. Listen, if he was It's in-
1: very true. If he
0: was inside of you, if he is constantly <laughs> looking for dick.
1: How dare you just automatically assume that I'm the one who took it? <clears throat> Actually, you also just made me realize his birthday's coming up. Wow, this is a walk down. Do we should we put on Taylors Swift folklore, light some candles <laughs> and identify and like build our, our pact? Okay,
0: so there's a con- there's a question. Did you top or bottom for him? Or were you reverse?
1: We were but bu- we were birth. We were both versatile. Okay. Okay. In the relationship.
0: All right. So, all right. So that's, all right. So that's, so he was taking dick. And was he enjoying it?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. So. (sighs) Oh, this is so hard. Well, you know. So was he. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Then he might be, he's he's a little guy. So would you ever do it again?
1: Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. literally at yeah. this point. Um, no, I wouldn't. It was a lot of like mental torture, but also like, but I do think like the fine line that we talked about at the beginning of this, sorry not to like have gone on and like waxed poetic about this whole situation is like, there's a difference between hooking up and falling in love. I went, like, the idiot route. I went, like, the the foolish route and was like, oh, my God, you love me? Let's do this thing. And I was, like, literally, like, the hills are alive (laughs) with the sound (laughs) of me. I was, like, ready to go, baby. Like, pack it up. Like, let's move into that house. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So, uh, yeah, I mean. But there's
1: there's a difference between the two. Like, if you're just hooking up. I think it's a very different situation, it's like so no different. feelings involved. Like
0: I, I, and I agree with you on that. So that's like so where it was with like me and like when I hooked up with married men in the past. Yeah, it's been hook up once, twice, maybe three times, and no, no, you know. It, plus, you know me, I am so anti-emotion. But I, al-
1: and I also think too, yeah, for sure. And I also think too that there's a difference between, um, it's like, for example, like I think I could be friends with someone that was in that situation if I had known them like a long enough time and like other uh, relationship was built in friendship okay. and then like maybe try some things out um, as long as it didn't lead to the emotions on the other end. like I think that's where like the line gets like blurred and I'm, I'm like sound like a completely morally corrupt, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Um, but no, like I- that's literally like, that's literally what I feel like I sound like right now because again, the love component of me, like when I was in love with this person, I definitely thought about the kids. I thought about the impact that that home must have on those kids with her potentially being a lesbian, him potentially being gay, what their relationship was like. But you
0: know what, Joe? Uh, you know what I think? I not think my
1: monkey, th- not my circus.
0: No, know what I think that you thinking that I think that makes you human. Thank you. It does, it makes you normal. And if any, you're not like a psycho, like me. Um, <laughs> you're normal.
1: Well, and I'm I'm empathetic, I'm to a fault, and so yeah, for sure. And and I and I do think about it. Um, I do sometimes think about what could have been. I do sometimes think about where they are now. Um, I hope they're happy. I hope life is great for them. Um, we haven't really cu- well. Well, anyway, so I haven't heard from them since then. Ugh.
0: The end. So what I did with Mark last week? This year yeah. has been very difficult obviously yes um however like you know we're still we're we're trying to make do right Right. would you are you open to dating
1: yes if the people who are actually good humans would come back to manhattan because i feel like we've now been like left with the dregs of society hello
0: i'm still here point proven though yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: sorry. F- I mean, I'm also including myself, I guess, in that as well. You are right. And, and like our
0: whole group of friends, because I don't think we really. Not many. No one really that we're close with really left. Right.
1: No, I don't think so. But like, I mean.
0: You know what? Dating in the city is absolutely horrible. Dating during a pandemic is even fucking worse. But so will you be open to dating? Do you want a man? Do you want a husband? Do you want that?
1: Um, I, uh, so I mean, yes, I, I want the dream, right? I totally, I totally want the dream. I've also begun to sit in like, what is my reality? And I think the reality now is, you know, when I think about my long term savings and like my retirement and what it is like, and the hold
0: that thought, um, just to let everyone know, um, he has a really good job. He has a good savings, a good retirement. We're going to tag him on in Instagram. So um, I, work
1: for, I work for a Fortune 250 holding company. So there you go. So we own 1,700 advertising and communications agencies around the world. Whenever Dan needs a job, which is every other week, he <laughs> calls me for one and we get him into an agency. I'm just kidding, Dan.
0: So just so if you're 21, you know, just making your way in the city and you need
1: a sugar daddy, <laughs> <call> <laughs> <out Joe Bailey. laughs> make it my way downtown. I'm like full of karaoke tonight. That one glass of wine and dry gin is really like, woo! open me up. There you go. Uh, wow. I should not say that on this podcast. <laughs> Ah! i gotta go i gotta go my mother will never listen to this <laughs> i told my manager that, my, that i was doing a podcast she's probably like oh my gosh something like economic and business related and i'm like no i just talked about I, I can't anyway
0: yeah i'm hosting an epic econ- sex
1: drugs rock and roll
0: i'm hosting an economic and business podcast just me who's great with money and budgets really well dreams do come <laughs> true so anyway joseph
1: Yes. Um,
0: so let's go. Let's tell us what you got going on. I know the guys, and the ladies and the guys who, and everyone who is listening wants to know more about you. So. Sure. Is so what do you have going on? I know you have a lot of different projects. I know you have a lot of different things going on.
1: For sure. So, I, I mean, I have my day job, which I love. Um, and and I you're ta- a stripper. We know I mean, I God, w- I mean, I wish I had the body to be confident enough to strip. I still like, I still like wear like, basically a, like a, um. Like a like a I was gonna say is it is it okay to say burka right now? Yeah, like I basically wear like a burqa to the beach, still. So there's that. That's all right. Um, so no, I I mean it's a pandemic, so there's like a lot of you know, um, trying to figure out ways to express yourself creatively. So I I'm, I'm in ai have a creative background. Um, I I work in uh on the client services side of uh for a Fortune 250 company. I oversee, um, two of our our top clients um around the world like mm-hmm. all, so any of the agencies around the world that that um have business with those two clients basically work with me to ensure like the health of our relationship so that's like my main like that's my day job um so tell us about which is which is great but you know you do seek those like fulfillment outside and so yes. um i have two things that i've i've been doing throughout the course of the pandemic um both happen very organically the first is a um a so the first is a charitable donation program we have a gofundme it's called you give we cook they eat okay um you give we cook they eat came about my friend marissa who i've been friends with now for like eons since she lived in london and then she's since moved to la um she and her husband are restaurateurs they have two restaurants in la the pandemic obviously shut them down um out in la and so they turned around and realized, you know, we have all this food in our kitchen that's going to go to waste. And so they went to uh, feed uh, those in the community who are marginalized, like those who like couldn't get out and shop for themselves yep. um, or the frontline workers in like Cedar Sinai, St. John's out in L.A. And um, it just so happened that a friend called Marissa and said, hey, I want to put $2,500 on my credit card and I want to keep this going if you're able to do it. And at the same time, I sent her a text saying, like, hey, what if we do this thing? And from there, it just became a thing. And so um, we have... So what is it called? uh, It's called You Give, We Cook, They Eat.
0: You Give, They Cook, We Eat.
1: Back that up. You Give. You Give. We Cook. We Cook. They Eat. They Eat. So the idea, Dan, is that you give. Okay. uh, We at the Drake Hot and Olivetta cook. Okay. And then we deliver it to the frontline workers, and that's... Everyone from first responders to those in the hospitals okay. um, eat, Love and that. we set a goal initially of fifty thousand. Love that. We've beat that goal. Oh my God. We've upped the goal to seventy-five to one hundred thousand. Oh good. And right now, um, every one in every three residents in Los Angeles either has or has had COVID-19. Mm-hmm. They're in like the most ridiculous lockdown and shutdown of their life. They're
0: worse than we are. It's than crazy. We were than we um, were.
1: So it's great to just be able to give back during a pandemic and, and feel that need.
0: Oh, that is amazing. It's that, fantastic. It's truthfully amazing. And this is the uh, what's the the uh,
1: Yeah. So it's the Drake Hot Um out in the Drake in Pacific Palisades. And Olivetta in West Hollywood, owned by my uh, very good friend Marissa Hermer. So oh, yeah, it's fun.
0: Oh, that's amazing! They're doing yes. they're doing great work, and you and know, Matt. and everyone needs some help during this time. So if yeah, you for guys, sure, if you guys can donate,
1: it just like the feeling right now is like like to know that like they're nourished and taken care of, like. And, and, it like, it makes you feel good. It, like, it makes them feel good. And, like, that, that feeling is so essential right now, like them as workers, right? And so I think that's super important.
0: No, it does. And I think we all have to be here for each other during this time as well. I mean, we all live in – our country is huge. We live in different parts of the country. But we all – listen, L.A. is – L.A. is, like, how we were
1: worse, I think. Yeah, Maybe I mean – I'm. I may. I think I'm going to LA for a couple months. You got to be
0: careful out there, though.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not going tomorrow, but w- <laughs> um, when my lease is up, I'm probably going out for a couple months.
0: You should. I mean, that'd be nice.
1: It's great, it and just we're, we're going to keep this. We're going to keep the program going even when COVID's out of the oh, hospital. You I think that's amazing. We're going to keep it going as well. But like, yeah, it's been fantastic. So, pumped for that.
0: So, tell me, tell us about the other thing that you're working oh, you on so earlier.
1: So, uh, racism has no home here. Yep. So, um, a very good friend of mine, who I also work with. Um, she's the general counsel for for the holding company. Okay. Um, her son is biracial. Okay. Um, she lives in Merrick, New York. Merrick, New York is a very conservative town. Okay, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, Long Island. Long Island, okay. Yes, and so um, there were a lot of uh, pro-Trump, pro-racism um, Marches that were occurring in Merrick. And so she created this group for her son who is, uh, who is biracial um, called racism has no home here. And the idea is that uh, we initially started with the idea of like putting a stake in the ground. So they were signs that people could carry a protest, basically stating racism has no home here and creating a safe place for people to know like if you're ever out in public and you feel in danger, like this is a safe place for you. So, And
0: this is is on Long Island. So what do you guys, what is your mission? What do you guys do? So
1: it was on Long Island, but we're actually now in almost all 50 States with our signs. Um, and we have expanded, we are in the process now getting ready to launch in April an expansion of, of the signs, um, with two things. One is we just announced a partnership with Ansh, who is a designer based out of LA, um, has become a very dear friend of mine. Um, And he's going to design uh, some really nice jewelry for us and some other things that we can raise money um, to be able to provide scholarships to um, the first set of classes that we're going to put together for educational um, resources on how to be anti-racist. And so we're in the process now of developing that content and beginning to um get that content out in the april may time frame into to students who need it That's and great. then the money that we're able to raise through the partnership with launch through the signs and then also through anyone who's willing to give um will be given to a graduating senior of the anti-racism courses that we're going to teach and they will be able to use that as they need to go to school and to fund you know their further education
0: that's amazing, and you're gonna give me all this information that I can post on the website, right?
1: For sure, and um, you can also find it in my social at um, Bojelly. I have a link tree, cool. so the link tree links you out to "Racism Has No Home Here." It also links you out to "You Give, We Cook, They Eat."
0: Cool. So we're gonna link all of Joe's projects on our website, Raw and Cut Podcast yes. um, That'll be up when the, that'll be up right now. So make sure you definitely check it out because Joe, you're really doing amazing work. And thanks. Like it's, it's fun. I think it's really great.
1: I mean, we're literally told right now, sit at home and do absolutely nothing. And like, you know, I'm like, give me tequila. I want to dance yeah. on a table. Like, I want to be out. I want to be around people. And if we can't do that, the next best thing we can do is, um, give, back. is give back. Work it's, on yourself and give back. It's
0: back. Exactly. Give back. And I think that us is like we are affluent men and the best thing to do is get back to to, to the society because we're going through something that we've never been through in our lives and hopefully we never go through it again. Well,
1: and there are just so many people that are out of work. There are so many people on the front lines who need nourishment. There are so many people who don't know where to go to understand what it's like to, to you know, who don't understand what it's like to be the victim of racism or some form of ism, right? Like, even with that, we think about how can we expand it to homophobia and other things, right? And true. the most interesting conversation we had around that last week was... The people that we're going to be talking to, like, yes, we're going to have those students who are whose parents are pro, you know, being anti-racist. But then we're going to now have those kids whose parents are um, not that. And so how do we speak to them and get them to be able to go home and have tough conversations at home? And so it's just, we're at a very interesting crossroads in our country. Um, from what's happening on the front lines Which is why we have You Give We Cook They Eat yep. um, To keep the, hosp- the hospital workers fed And the employees of the Draycott and all of that employed And then we uh, that's why we created Racism Has No Home Here To be able to begin to have those tough conversations at home And to educate on what it means to be anti-racist So that our youth of tomorrow is like moving forward in a positive path
0: I absolutely love it And Joe, you know we love you here I love you and Love I'm you too. so happy that you came over I can't wait to hopefully come back You uh, Listen, you can come back whenever you want
1: I hope that I end up with the highest rated podcast <laughs> of the week
0: We had a great time today And you Yay. know and this conversation is great You're doing some amazing things You are really welcome back whenever you want And I truly mean that
1: I'll be here tomorrow <laughs>
0: So I I have the next two podcasts are filled. So maybe in the third one, you can come back. Great. So come back whenever you want. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Joseph, thank you so much for being here with us this day. All the information that we talked about today, all Joe's projects are going to be on our website at rawnaptopodcast.com. And as you can learn more about me, learn about the show as well Please make sure to follow us on all the social media channels At rawuncut underscore podcast And we are available on your favorite podcast app Which is Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pandora, And anywhere you listen to podcasts
1: You name it, it's there
0: It's there, we are live and we are there It's
1: like Visa everywhere you want to be everywhere
0: you want to be But, Joe, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for having me. This was so
1: fun. You're very
0: welcome. I had a great time, guys.
1: I hope I don't sound uneducated in the beginning.
0: No, you sound great. But, guys, please don't forget. Have a hope, babe. It builds.